Good evening, everyone. Good to see all of you here tonight, and we want to welcome you here to Grace Church. For those of you here with us on campus this evening, it's good to see you, and for those of you that are joining us via live stream and Facebook Live, it's great to have you with us tonight as well. I want to give you just a few announcements this evening, so uh, if you would please just give me your attention for a moment. First of all, all of our men, we want to remind you that uh, this coming Saturday, the 31st, we will have men's prayer in the A Center at 9 o'clock in the morning. Hopefully, you can join us for that. And then this coming Sunday, the 1st, Brother Greg Albritton will be with us in our 11 a.m. service. So definitely looking forward to that. And then Tuesday, the 3rd, 1st Tuesday evening prayer will resume after a little summer hiatus. We're looking forward to being able to join back together here in the sanctuary at 7.30 on Tuesday night for a time of corporate prayer. And everybody say, move the mission. That was pretty good for a Wednesday night. Saturday the 7th, move the mission. We will have a jambalaya with white beans dinner available. And pre-orders are available uh, in Grand Central. Pickup times will be from 11 to 1, and the cost for those is $8. So uh, benefits for that will go to uh, missions. And as always, you can stay tuned with what's happening here at Grace Church via the church app or by clicking on the events tab on the webpage. Amen. Before Brother Murphy comes, I just want to leave you with one quick thought. John chapter 6, it says that a great crowd had gathered to hear Jesus teach. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, how are we going to buy bread for all of these people? But then it says this, he asked of Philip, specifically because he wanted to prove him. Another translation says that he wanted to test Philip's faith. Jesus asked a question already knowing what he was going to do. You see, the, the people on the hillside that day, there wasn't a single one there that um, Jesus didn't already know would be there. There wasn't a man, woman, boy, or child on the side of that hill that day that Jesus did not anticipate being there. The one that had the lunch of the loaves and fish, Jesus knew they were going to be there. And the way that it was going to go down with dividing up bread and fish and having the disciples pass that out, Jesus knew what he was going to do. See, he he already had it figured out before anybody else knew that there was a problem. He already had the solution. So whatever's going on in your life tonight, whatever type of problem you've recently become aware of, that thing that's taken you by surprise, that came out of nowhere, I want you to rest assured. Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He's already got a plan, and he's going to work it out. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Amen. God bless you this evening as Pastor Murphy comes. Thank you, Jason. Great to see everybody here tonight. And uh, we're honored that you had come out on Wednesday night. And I uh, hope you're dealing okay with this heat wave and said goodbye to some of the rain, not all of it, but some of it. And heat came roaring in in its place but we're glad you're here thank you so very much for coming um, I want to take just a moment and, and share a little bit of my heart with um, what went on here Sunday uh, wonderful wonderful time of worship uh, I appreciate of course our, our uh, worship team they're, they're always prepared they always do a phenomenal job and then pastor came to the pulpit with a message and uh, you all know this is something I very rarely do but the experience I had last week with that particular message was very real to me and in sharing it Sunday morning um, I think we have to understand that when the voice of the Lord speaks you don't you, you can't always put that in a, a box you, you can't always put a parameter around it um, all of you know through the years that I have a very structured style of ministry and um, 
kind of have my own style of preaching. My brother told me one time that I'm a flat-footed preacher. I'm not real sure what that means. But whatever that means, that's what he thinks. <clears throat> I think he means that I don't vacate the pulpit much. I stay behind the pulpit. I don't run around all over the place. But I do have a very structured style of ministry. And But the experience I had last week with that, with that sermon, it was revelatory to me. And I'm not even really going to call it a sermon, but it was just a, a presentation that I wanted to make. And I think it's important that we allow room and, and latitude in the pulpit and what have you, not that our expectations are always pastor or visiting speaker, whoever it may be, has to come up to a certain bar, a certain level. Um, certain things have to happen for it to be a legitimate uh, presentation, thought, sermon, whatever you choose to call it. And I think it's important for the church to experience that, not just this one, but but any church anywhere. I think there 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 has I don't think I know. There has there always has to be room for the word of God to go forth. There there the church has to always be open to that. And I know living in American culture with as, as wonderful as it is uh, the church has developed a culture that, that we oftentimes literally fight against here uh, don't want to just be a cultural church I want us to have our own culture but I don't want it to necessarily be based off the culture around us so it's important that we understand I talked to you several Sundays ago uh, a couple of Wednesday nights ago in Bible study I cannot get this thought out of my head uh, I believe God has, has led me down this path for a reason. But he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I, I know you can have a move of the Holy Ghost and you can feel things in the Holy Ghost, what have you. But it's, it's, it's not, that's not a substitute for the, the hearing of the Word of God by any stretch. We've got to have that visitation of the Spirit and we also have to have the Word of God preached. You all know that. All of you know that. But in light of the inspiration that I shared with you Sunday, uh, I did not feel like I was preaching a typical Sunday morning message where just amazing, amazing things happened. Uh, God knew what he was doing. God knew very clearly, knew very clearly what he was doing. And uh, I don't believe the word of God returns void. So I just wanted to take this moment, just a moment before our speaker comes tonight to share with you that. And... Uh, to let you know that we're still moving down the path that God wants us to move. God has his hand on this church. He has his arms around this church. Uh, I don't want to be in a place of doubting, but sometimes that Thomas spirit is, will raise its head, and um, we, we honestly doubt, not in a sinister way, not in a way that's uh, rebellion and what have you, but it's just... There's questions sometimes that arise in our church, in our lives, and it's, it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand and say, this is the hand of God. It's hard to look at every situation like that. So our presentation Sunday uh, felt extremely led of God. I've not felt so led of God since midsummer last year uh, when we were in the throes of the, the COVID thing and all of that. And it seems like just at the right time when the church needs it, God speaks in such an amazing way uh, to give the church peace, to give the church comfort, to give the church guidance. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that God still speaks to men and women. He never steps outside of the word of God. He never steps outside the validity of, scripture, of, of validity of the scripture. But he does speak, and he guides us, and he is guiding us. And I'm very thankful for that tonight. Thank the Lord. Did you appreciate Sunday? Can we have some appreciation for that, for the Spirit of the Lord working here Sunday in such a, a magnificent way? I'm going to ask you to stand tonight, and uh, we are so honored tonight to to have a, a foreign missionary with us. Uh, we're glad to have Brother Robert Che. Uh, the easiest way to remember to pronounce his name is what he told me. It's the word Czech minus the CK. Uh, he, is, he is 
uh, outgoing missionary to the nation of Hungary. And, uh, but the beautiful thing about it is he is also a native of Hungary. Uh, converted here in the United States, and God has called him and his family back to that wonderful, wonderful country to bring them the gospel. And I know his heart must be racing. Um, the only thing that I wish somehow we could do, and, and the United Pentecostal Church, I think, is doing a great job. We do the, uh, the big global missions offering once a year at General Conference, and that has sent so many missionaries back so much sooner and shortens their deputation. I hope God will bless you guys with that as well uh, to get back to I know his heart is bleeding for not a country on the other side of the world but his country his country his mom and dad lived there and uh, just be an awesome awesome thing to see God just give them an explosion of end time revival and I know God is able God can absolutely do it and everybody said amen so without further ado welcome brother Robert Che as he comes to preach for us tonight, minister to us. Praise the Lord, church. It's so good to be here with you. I'm glad to be in the house of God. I give honor to Pastor Glenn Murphy and his wife. Thank you so much for having having me. And I, was, I almost said us because I've been traveling with my family, but they cannot be here with me tonight. I will show a picture shortly. But so good to be here with you all. What a beautiful facility. The Lord bless you with. Amen. Can you give a clean half to, to, to your uh, pastor and the leadership? Because every great facility behind it, there's a great work. Amen. There is some hard work and excellent spirit and ministry. And the Lord bless you because of that. So I'm, I'm thankful and honored to be here with you all. You may be seated. I said uh, I've been traveling with my family, so if you could please, I would like to show a picture of my wife and my three children. And uh, I uh, do have a wife, and she's also Hungarian. It's not the best picture, but we just took it on the Tennessee camp meeting they had recently. Great move of God, and the body of Christ is on fire. Amen. I know in Louisiana you are on fire, but the body of Christ is on fire in these last days, so I'm thankful for that. So my wife is there, Christina. She's also Hungarian. Myself is Hungarian. We were born and raised in the country of Hungary. I have Daniel. Uh, he turned seven years old yesterday, and uh, I have Esther, five and a half, and Emma in a stroller. She's 11 months old. I'm blessed to have my family. And I miss them, I miss them already. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I would like to share my testimony first, just to introduce myself. Okay, so I, as I said, I was born and raised in a country of Hungary. It's in Eastern Europe, and it's a central of Europe. And I remember as a child, even as five, six years old, I was on my knees and uh, asking, asking God, we call it Ishtanam, asking God, don't let my father hit my mom. I grew up like that. Every weekend my father came home. He was wasted. He's a good man. He has a good heart. He's really peaceful. But when he was drunk, he was, he was absolutely the opposite. He was really aggressive. He hit my mom many times and tried to hit me many times. I had an older brother. He was, he's almost six years older than me. For some reason, uh, God always wanted me to be a peacemaker between my father and my mother. And I stood up and I, and I remember uh, I stayed up during the night, one, two o'clock in, in the midnight hours and waiting for my father to come home, make sure I don't fall asleep and I can stand between my mom and my father so they don't fight with one another. So I grew up like that in my childhood, but I realized that he was really uh, um, uh, in God's plan because during my testimony what I experienced uh, it can be beneficial for others in the kingdom of God amen so whatever we go through in life uh, God is delivering us God is using that testimony to have for others amen so I'm thankful but I grew up in a communist country uh, Hungary was in communism until 1990 I remember Russian soldiers in my hometown he was he was really no no one talked about God even my father uh, he was a Lutheran, and uh, there's a lot of religion and tradition there. But he baptized me, actually, uh, in a Lutheran church in secret. 
because otherwise he would lose his job or get a trouble. So it was really Christianity was kind of not popular during that time. And uh, just to tell you an example, once a year people went to church and after they went to church, Easter time, they went to a bar and they got drunk. So they were so far away from God, the will of God. And uh, we have 1500 years of religion, Roman Catholic tradition, 500 years of from Germany, from Martin Luther. So we have a generations and generations grew up in tradition and religion. And I, I knew that in my life and as a, as a child and as a teenager that religion and tradition will never change my life. But I knew that there is a God who I can go to every night and ask for strength to stand between my father and my mother. And I was on my knees asking God, help me and help for my parents. Just give them peace. That's the only thing I ask. Regardless how much I hated that lifestyle, I was flowing with the same river of sin. I was drinking and partying and everybody was doing the same thing next to me and be besides me and around me. And I was doing the same thing, but at the age of 24, I decided to come to the United States. What a beautiful country you live in. Amen. It's a privilege. It's an honor to live with this beautiful nation. Amen. So my dream was to come to the United States. It was hard to survive in that nation. Even today, just an example, the full-time job, a person who works full-time makes $500 a month. Gas price is $7 a gallon. So if you think that life is cheaper, no, it's more expensive. So people have to survive one month to another. Once a year, they go out to a restaurant to eat. They, they cook. You know, they grow their own vegetable and, and, and they have their own chicken and eggs and all that. I grew up like that. My parents still do the same thing. So they had to survive in Hungary and they had to learn not to rely on the government, but try to manage their own life and manage their money, the little what they got, to be able to pay their bills. But I knew that, that I just cannot go from A to B. I cannot really build my family on that. Even I went to school and I studied and I had a relatively good job. And, but, but I decided to come to the United States. And uh, I lived in the United States. And during that time, actually, my brother, I have one brother. He lived in the United States. And, and, um, and, and, and we were partying and drinking for a while, probably a year or so, until he got in trouble and he had to leave the country. And I was about 25 years old when I was really lonely. I, I was really desperate to just to find out what's the purpose of life. Is it really just to have a bigger house with double garage or have a nicer car or have more money? Why am I working six days a week, 12 hours all the time? I always work hard. What's the purpose of that? And I was lonely and I could not get rid of my lifestyle on my own. I tried it many times, but I felt I could not do it on my own. I needed God and I was crying out from the deepest point in my heart that God help me get rid of this lifestyle and help me to find the purpose of life I needed an inner peace a, a peace from God during that time actually I connected Christina who's my wife now on a social media it was a Hungarian social media uh, it was a small group of people but co collecting the Hungarians in Tampa Bay area in Florida that's where I lived Tampa Bay area and I invited uh, Christina for a date, not knowing that she was a Pentecostal already, and she was in a church for a year and a half already. I just wanted to meet with a Hungarian girl, and I was single, and, and I invited her for a date. And she said, I cannot go for a date, but it's Wednesday night. Would you like to come to church? <laughs> so I said, okay, I go to church. So the first time I met with Christina, my wife, in a Pentecostal church. Yeah, so I went there. And... Uh, I remember that I was shocked, you know, Pentecostal church in Upper Room Apostolic Church, all the Pentecostals. One of the brothers was in a wheelchair. He was a Navy SEAL. The doctor told him that he's never going to walk again. But Jehovah Rapha had a different plan, healed that man. And since then, that man has been running all around the services, giving the glory to God. People were prophesying and speaking in tongues and miracle signs and wonders. The, the altar was full with believers crying out to God. Coming from a nation where during a Lutheran church you can hear the fly. 
you can hear the fly during the service. It's so quiet. So I was shocked, you know. And, but I felt the love of God. I felt the presence of God. And I, I felt God immediately, the same God whom I talked to early in my childhood. And, and the presence of God and also Christina kept me in the church. But I knew that I'm not going to go to church because of Christina. I already had a family in the church. They were religious and they had tradition. But you know, tradition and religion never change us. We need a relationship with God. Only through relationship with the Savior, Jesus Christ, we can get rid of our lifestyle and we can get to know Him. Amen? So I knew that as the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I wanted to rightly divide the word of truth. I wanted to study the Bible. Amen. So after a year and a half or so, after receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and, and as also I was baptized in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Buried with him through baptism into death, and I applied the name of Jesus. What a privilege, what an honor to take upon the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> to bury with him, and but we don't stay in the grave, amen. The same spirit which resurrected Jesus from the grave. On the third day, the same spirit resurrected me and gave me a new nature, a spirit of God. And I started my journey. And after we got married with Christina, went to a Bible college in Florida. Just because I wanted to know God. I never wanted to be a preacher, a teacher, or a missionary. It never even was my mind to go back to that country. As the first time, I must, my visa was denied. It was so hard to come here. And I was, I was really upset and I was frustrated. I was crying in my room, you know. God, I, I just can't, can't get out from this country. But I had to wait six months to be able to apply for another time for a visa. And, and I got it second time. And I was able to get it because I applied for a family visa and I came with my family uh, to Florida and I got the visa. And, but I was so thankful. So I never wanted to go back to that nation. I never was homesick at all. And my dream just came true, come to the United States. So as my wife, as she was 21 years old, she went to Bronx, you know, in, in New York area, not a good area by herself. Because she was desperate, you know, to, to fulfill her dream to come to the United States. But somehow God's spirit was orchestrating our life and calling Christina to Florida. And she lived just a couple of miles away from me. And we, us not knowing each other. And she invites me to the church, going to Bible college. And, and God is, is preparing us for something. We just wanted to know God and serve God. And I told your pastor, I just always wanted to serve my pastor, Pastor Mark Cuba. That was my desire. But serving our pastor, our leaders, always help us to find our purpose in the kingdom of God. Servanthood. And I told my pastor, if you want me to climb to the roof to pressure wash it, here I am. If you need me to clean, whatever needs to be done, here I am. I just want to serve you. I want to do it for the Lord because he's done so much for me. And... Uh, I was involved in the church, and I, after finishing up the Bible school, I, I never still never wanted to be a preacher or a teacher. Matter of fact, I was still carrying my old nature a little bit because during that time, pastor asked me to preach and teach, and I was involved with the, in a ministry, an outreach ministry, and we started flea market ministry with the help of God, but I never wanted to preach. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you, because I had to realize in my walk with God that I was carrying an old nature within me and God was telling me that really you don't want to preach but it's not about you your old nature already died on the cross all things are passed away behold all things become new we are a new creatures in Christ Jesus we cannot blame the old nature why we cannot do more in God's kingdom may I encourage you that if you were born through the water and the spirit you are not the same anymore we cannot have any longer excuses today because we're not the same God changed us into his image we are not created now into the image of Adam but created into the image of Jesus Christ who is the image of the invisible God amen so we have a new creature we have to walk in the spirit to able to be called the sons and daughters of God amen so as we walk in the spirit we truly not using our nature 
was crucified, it was buried, it was left behind, amen. But we have a new creature, so I was obedient. And I said, okay, Lord, I do it for your kingdom. And I cannot do it on my own, through my abilities and my flesh, but you can do all things. Through you, I can do all things, Lord, so I do it. So that's my only desire, Lord, when I speak or when I preach or teach. It's never about me, Lord. I just want to touch the people. I want your spirit to talk to them and open their hearts. And after a couple of years, a preacher came uh, to the church and, and preached. And, and years went by. And we really felt like with Christina, go back to the nation of Hungary just voluntarily to make ourselves available. There was only one church for the whole nation. My supervisor, Michael Peterson, planted the church in Budapest. It's the capital city in Hungary. And uh, before I continue my testimony, if you could please start the video and the pictures, and I will continue what happened after that. There's a short video first. If you could start the video first, please, then... After we see the pictures. has been doing great things in a country of Hungary and I give him the glory and the honor and the praise because without him we could not do nothing nothing at all so I give him the glory and as you start the pictures please I can start continue my testimony and yeah, we came back to the United States and stayed here for four years and during that time God was dealing with us that we, we, we have to go back to the nation and in one point when a preacher preached I as a guest speaker, I felt it strong. I hesitated even tell my wife after the service. When I went home, I told her. And I just received my American citizenship just a couple of months previous to that. I said, I thought she's going to say that you're crazy. But I looked at her and I told her that God is calling us back to Hungary. And she said, I feel the same way. So thank God for a godly woman because that was the conversation. We sold our home. We sold everything what we had. We left everything behind and bought a one-way ticket to Hungary in 2017, the end of March. Not knowing how long we're going to stay or where we're going to stay for long term. Our families were hours away from the capital city, from Budapest, which is, you see on the picture, there was an apartment 
where they had church services and we could stay there for about three months but God moved there greatly and as the church grew the neighbor actually wanted to call the, the police because we were too loud and too many people were coming to the building and we were on the third floor and even we invited her and gave her chocolate you know it did not work the church grew and we had to move and it was okay there are 23 districts in Budapest two million souls and I've been saying from the beginning we arrived that we'll have churches in every district every 23 of them so it was okay we had four locations in Budapest already had started churches with the help of God and not necessarily having kept all the locations but I I was learning through the spirit that God was moving us uh, all around the city to reach different communities not to settle down in one location between four walls because God's gonna do something greater and when I stepped on the hill of Galilee mountain in Budapest with my wife when we arrived and we saw the two million souls and just part of that hundreds of thousands on the streets uh, we just cried to God Lord how can we do that uh, how can we reach a whole nation and, and a whole city and God told us in the beginning that we don't have to do it on our own it's not our responsibility it's not our strength but through the spirit of Jesus we can reach the whole nation through the body of Christ through you we can reach the whole nation my wife and I my family we cannot do it on our own but through you we can reach that nation and that's the plan of God to unite the body of Christ to reach out in the spirit to reach every nation and every soul because every soul counts amen even in central you have 29,000 souls amen plus minus but every one of them can be touched uh, through the Holy Spirit if you believe that through your prayer through your fasting God can work on your side now you might not see the result in the in the visible but in the invisible God can work on our side if you truly believe it right now God can go to their hearts right now and open it as we pray and I believe that God is opening the hearts of many in that nation as you keep please continue the pictures uh, as we were moving the church one location to another God was feeling people with the gift of the Holy Ghost and when we had one service there was a three-day service when God filled 13 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues in the nation of Hungary and we were packed on that service as we went to one location to another and God was teaching us not to be too comfortable you know just walk in faith and walk in the invisible and we don't have the building yet uh, we won't be we've been renting one place uh, to another but I believe when we go back we will have our own building what we can rent and I have the key to open it and lock it uh, we haven't had it yet uh, but when we go back we'll have that and we can spread out more in in the city of Budapest so as uh, we spent the last four years in Hungary, um, one of the things where I would like to mention that, that I gave Bible studies, uh, this man is a restaurant owner. We just went to have lunch, just soup and salad, and the man was witnessing to the table next to us. It was enough for me, me just to step into the conversation, offered him a Bible study, and uh, he became a good friend of mine. And uh, before he was opening the restaurant, we had Bible studies, amen? So God is working in Hungary even on the midweek days, amen, not just on the services. So I'm thankful for that. And um, we also see that, that God was working in my hometown in Komarom. And uh, if you could please continue the pictures. Uh, it's about a city of 20,000. But uh, my father and my mother and a policeman from my hometown was baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In Christina's hometown, my wife's hometown, four hours away from towards Ukraine. I was born towards um, Austria more, like Northwest. And uh, she also baptized two of her friends from the childhood and witnessed to many and gave Bible studies. And one of the couple here, we, we went to their home. They came to our home and we had fellowship and dinner. That's, that's one thing in Hungary that uh, I told your pastor too, we're not better than anyone else. Your job in the kingdom is such as important. You're working on the field to reach your neighbor, 
your friends, your, your, your schoolmates, whatever is it, your co-worker, it's the same job what we do, but uh, it's such as important. I cannot reach those people. You cannot reach the Hungarian people. We need each other. We need to be united together in the body of Christ to be able to do that. But for us, it's easier because we know the culture and we speak the language. We can relate to them and we can, we can you know, uh, welcome them to our home. And, and God opened the door marvelously as he finished up the search for Bible study. He got a certificate and uh, that was the first one in Hungary he received. Far as a believer, far as I know. And uh, we were excited about that. He became the part of the church. But as the church uh, started to group, we had a group of people like from Budapest, about 60 miles away south, a group of 20, 25 people. And we had services there. And uh, this is part of the church. We went to outreach. And after the outreach on Saturday, they wanted to have a Bible study in the middle of the restaurant. And I said, wow, that's awesome because they, they have hunger. They, want, they, they have hunger for the truth, amen. They are thirsty for righteousness. And I'm so thankful because only God could open their hearts and their minds to able to, to do that. And uh, we, that's my son and my daughter on the left and two other children from the Sunday school. My wife has, uh, had started the Sunday school um, on Sundays and involved with that, teaching the children and doing that ministry. And we also live about, uh, and this is one of the service you see here when 13 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there was a three-day service and I had to rent a bigger room. This was a Friday for Saturday and Sunday because we were just packed. And I said, wow, thank you, Lord. They came from all around the, all around the country. And uh, regardless of the, the prices, the gas prices, they traveled because there is only one church for the whole nation. They were hungry for the truth. And... God was moving in a marvelous way, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. And this is our third biggest baptism tank in Hungary. You know, that's the third biggest freshwater lake in Hungary. But it's not too far from us, so we use it as a baptism tank. So, And uh, we're thankful for that, that a man was baptized in Jesus' name. But when we don't have a lake like that, then we have a bathtub. You know, we don't have a church established, you know, with a nice baptism tank. We'll have it. But whatever we have, we fill it up with water all the way. Make sure they're fully immersed in the water and we baptize them in the precious name of Jesus. So you see some of the baptism here giving the glory and honor to Jesus Christ. This is one of the home group about 60 miles away from Budapest. And we had great move of God then, you know, fellowship and God's presence was strongly there. We had baptisms from that group also. And um, I'm thankful for that. As we try to spread the gospel from all around the nation, uh, we're focusing on Go where they are in their village or city or towns. Most Hungarians don't travel from outside of their town where they were born. So we, we're going to go there. We teach Bible studies to them. And we're hoping and praying in Jesus' name that that group of people in their home, they will rent something out. You saw the example just previously. And they started their church services on Sundays from their home group. So uh, we want to make disciples one disciple at a time. We want to be able to train people. Uh, this is one of the national church, a Pentecostal church. And we are involved with them. Uh, about a city of 100,000 souls, not too far from where we live. And uh, they are not strongly yet on oneness of God and the holiness. But we've been working with them since the beginning. Uh, that God will open their minds and their understanding. But it is a revelation. And we, we love everybody no matter what. Amen. Only God can give them a revelation and open their hearts. But we do work with national work also. And that was another service when we moved the church to a different location. But to, to respect the time, there will be a picture on the end in the town where we live in. It calls Bodoik, about an hour and 50 minutes away from Budapest. This is a, a building. And um, this was built for uh, doing business to fix cars and now this will be the bible school center for the whole nation amen if we have only the walls and the roof and i painted the wood whatever i could but i can't wait to go back and just finish up our building fund project and it's about estimated about sixty thousand dollars it's really not much if you think about it but just to have church in that town in bodoik open it for midweek services but have regular bible studies and with the fellow missionaries, we work as a one family, nine families in Europe, 120 million souls. 
uh, we closely work together and we love one another. Uh, we'll, they will help me to teach there and, and maybe have Bible college against material in the future. But we just start with the search for the truth or whatever God is leading us. But we will have church in the town we live in. Amen. And I give glory to Jesus Christ. So we do have a building fund. And we already work with the community where we live in. We bless the school, the kindergarten, Christmas time through the body of Christ. We, can, we were able to bless the poor children and bought them gifts. And we have good relationship with the community. And uh, we just, we, we excited that God is opening the door for us to, to have church in that city. Also moved to my hometown and Christina's hometown. We'll, with the help of God, we, we're planning to plant churches there too. Amen. When God opens the door, we already have believers who were baptized and um, calling me and calling them. And they are hungry for the truth. So so much work needs to be done. Amen. This is just the part of it, but it's so much work needs to be done and so much labor needed. But I'm excited because I'm belonging to one church and you are the part of that church. There is only one body who died on the cross and next 2028 God purchased the church with his own blood and it's no other than Jesus Christ. I'm thankful to be in my home church. I may be Hungarian, but God unites us through his spirit to be on one body to reach the lost and dying world. Amen. Surely we have one spirit and the Lord is that spirit. Amen. And together we can do all things. Uh, I do have an education project for my children. As we've been traveling, uh, uh, they do ABECA, the American you know, homeschool system. I have to raise funds for my children to do the education for them. We do have the building fund. We also have the uh, shipping and the airfare to be able to go back and forth and, and fly. So just one ticket, about uh, $1,500 for the family of five. 7500 maybe we get a better deal because of COVID, you know, but it's pretty expensive and uh, which we need to raise some funds before we go back. Um, and I, I would like to say that, that uh, uh, I, I believe that we'll be back the end of this year. I just say it in faith. Uh, you know, our deputation could be the end of next year, but I don't believe that's a, that's a version we're going to run because uh, we're living in a days that is so much work needs to be done and so much hunger and thirst for righteousness and truth that I believe God has opened the door and no man can shut it. Uh, in the kingdom of God and uniting the church in one body to work together that every soul counts. Uh, and I believe in central too, uh, not just in Hungary. I believe that in every state and, and every nation uh, needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we have to carry the whole gospel to the whole world. Amen. I became an American. Yes, I'm Hungarian. I became an American, but I, I want to spread the gospel to that nation, but I need your help. I need you to able to, to go to that nation quickly as possible. I need your prayers, your fasting, your finances, because we, we need to go back. Amen. We need to go back to that nation and uh, to do the work of the Lord, and we, we desperately need help. So if God is talking to you with the permission of your pastor and, and through his leadership and guidance, uh, we need some help through the body of Christ because, you know, we, we need some helpers in these days to reach the lost and dying world. And, and we, we are thankful that we can be united together with you and together we will do great things. Amen. I believe the revival is already here. There's no question about it. The revival, regardless of the COVID, God is opening the hearts of many and preparing the body of Christ for something greater. All the fullness of God was dwelling in Jesus Christ, but now that fullness through the light of Christ is inside you and I, a power from on high, and he gives us a greater witness is no other than Jesus Christ living inside your body to become a powerful tool in these last days. Together we can reach lost souls. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for allowing us, me, to, to share my burden. Thank you so much to be a part of the body of Christ. And I believe that Lord will bless you. God will open the floodgates of heaven because you realize that, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall never pass away. Realize that, that the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God 
stands forever. You realize that the best investment what we can do together is to invest in the kingdom of God because it will stand forever. Nations and government changes, but God says, I change not. He's the only king on the throne, Jesus Christ, who sits, who changes not. Let's invest our time in the invisible kingdom so God can bless us in these last days in the name of Jesus. Lord bless you all. appreciate what you've heard here tonight amen I appreciate folks that I say this every time we have a missionary and I can't help it but I appreciate folks I have a lot of respect and regard for people that will just sell out pretty much everything they have and take their family to a foreign country just to preach to them the gospel I know it's their home country, but they're preaching to people all over Hungary that they don't know, probably have never seen before in their life. I believe you said Budapest was 2 million people, almost as much in population in that city as we have here in the whole state of Louisiana. And I don't know how you fight being, not being just completely overwhelmed with the task that God has given you to do. But I do know this. God's not intimidated by numbers. He's not intimidated by people. He's not intimidated by the population of that country. If God wants revival there, he's going to have revival there. I believe that. I believe in their, their right for a sovereign move of God. I could hear that in, in Brother Che. I could hear that in his heart, his, his, his passion, that God wants to do some amazing things. Um, I'm going to step out on faith. I left my phone in my office, and I, I couldn't text our treasurer over here. Um, I've not had any communication with her, but I want Grace Church to pledge $10,000. Um, <clears> I believe it's something we can do uh, to help these folks. Maybe it'll be an airfare, something for their building fund, whatever it takes. I would like for us to stand tonight and pray about that. We're gonna we're gonna give it. We're gonna give it. And uh, but I just I just feel like we have to bless this family. Uh, I was excited. Uh, <clears throat> almost wish he had had fifty more pictures. Just to feel that burden, to feel that heartbeat. When I saw the picture, of the man had his hands up, tears streaming down his face. It just it did something to me when Brother Ches said that he's baptized his parents. That does something to me. I believe these folks are real. I believe they're passionate about moving the gospel throughout this country. And I know they are desperate to get back. Desperate to get back. I, I can't imagine trying to pastor this church from the other side of the world for the next two or three years. I just can't imagine trying to do that and to keep it all together. They need to go back and to fulfill that burden. And Grace Church wants to join up with them hand in hand, heart in heart, and uh, contribute our part to making this happen. And I know God's going to lead them down a path through churches and, and what have you that's going to do the same to make this happen. We'll set up a tab on our website, as we always do, uh, for giving. Just say hungry. Just We'll just put the name of the country, and if you'd like to contribute, we're going to give $10,000. Grace Church is going to give $10,000. Anything you contribute above that or in addition to that, we're just going to add that much more to it. It'd be an awesome thing to see about twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 total come in for these wonderful people. I love his heart. I love his heartbeat and his sincerity, and we want to bless them tonight. Let's pray for this family, let's pray for this country that God would pour out revival that's immeasurable. Let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray tonight, God, for this amazing family. Yes, they're from the tremendous country of Hungary, but they've tasted the American lifestyle. They've tasted the American 
everything we do here. But they instead choose to go back to their people, to a country that needs you so desperately. One that has not forgotten the lash and the whip of communism. God help these people. Living on such limited funds, limited money, and everything around them is so expensive. They need buildings. They need facilities. They need a sovereign move of God. God, these things are things beyond our abilities. As much as we'd like to be able to do it, to provide all of it, it's beyond our ability to do it. But you can. There's nothing that's too hard for God. Nothing is outside the realm of possibility for you. And I pray, God, that your spirit would literally be a manifestation as like a John the Baptist that just goes and prepares the way for the Holy Ghost, for the kingdom, for an outpouring of your spirit, that the Holy Ghost would do mighty and wondrous things. Pray that you keep your hand on them and their beautiful kids. Keep them close to you. Keep them in the palm of your hand and fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost so that the work of God can continue to go forward in generations to come if you choose to tarry. I pray for his wife, God, that you keep her. She'll leave her parents behind here in the States. I pray that you would keep her focused and that you would make a way for her to come home periodically to be reunited with her family. Bless these people, I pray. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord some praise for, for making this happen to you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I'm not a foreign missionary, and I've never been one, but we did start a church from scratch a long time ago, as you all know. And we know what the loneliness is about, the fear, the intimidation sometimes. But we also know what the power of God is like. And to see God do things that just absolutely blows your mind. And we've experienced that and are still experiencing that. Thank you, Brother Chad, for coming and sharing your heartbeat and your burden with Grace Church tonight. I thoroughly appreciated what he had to say and what he presented tonight. Thank the Lord. Did you appreciate the Lord tonight? Wasn't this amazing? God did wonderful things here tonight for grace church thank the lord god bless you tonight we'll look forward to seeing you sunday and uh come back sunday expecting some great things to happen with brother greg Albritton. great brother chair he has a presentation in the lobby and uh, uh feel free to stop and visit uh, by that if you could but just encourage him let him know we're praying for him god bless you you're dismissed in jesus name and we'll see you sunday morning